Straw Hut Media. From Straw Hut Media. This is Randy Glanville Unfiltered. Hey everybody, welcome to Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. Today you're going to hear a fun podcast with my friend Alexander Rodriguez. It's the podcast that I recorded on his podcast station. My friend Alexander was very sweet and he did not ask me about my divorce as much as he possibly could and I respect him for that and it was so sweet of him to try to do that but I'm used to it at this point but he was a doll. We love you Alexander and enjoy this podcast guys on the rocks. Ladies and gentlemen and in-betweeners, on this week's On The Rocks, Bravo TV's baddest bitch and one of my favorites, reality TV personality, New York Times best-selling author and podcast host, fashion designer, single mom, blogger, the list goes on and on, Brandy Glanville from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Celebrity Apprentice, Celebrity Big Brother, and the list goes on and on, and me, your favorite host with the sassy most. <laughs> Raise a glass and let the drinks begin. <laughs> a banquet and most poor suckers are starving to death i'd like to propose a toast this is on the rocks with alexander where i drink with your favorite celebrities as we talk about fashion entertainment pop culture reality tv and well that's about it so pop a cork lean back and raise a glass to on the rocks Oh, Lord have mercy. Buttons and bows and pantyhose on the rocks podcast, the place where we're too glam to give a damn. Coronavirus has got us all, and especially the gays are buying sequin face masks. But the gays, you all be having relations without condoms and making out with strangers at bars in West Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Not just the gays. Woo woo. Right? Over here. But it's like, <laughs> yeah, but it's like, uh, okay. And wear some condoms if you're so concerned. Get your ish together. Today's show is Don't rough. get pregnant, right? Don't get pregnant. Yeah, pre- gay men do not get pregnant. No. Well, if I was straight, you know how many little uh, little Mexican babies we'd be having around? Uh, today's show is brought to you by just for dot fans the top award-winning site, setting the gold standard for fans to connect with their favorite adult film stars. Mm-hmm. I know you all use it. just for dot fans sign up for free. Thank you to our sober listeners for tuning in. We love you, too. Thank you for holding our hair back and driving us home. But if you are drinking, the official vodka of On The Rocks Radio Show is Equality Vodka. 20% from every bottle sold helps fund nonprofit that secure equality for everyone. Nice. Go like them, equalityvodka.com. No hangover. It, seriously, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm going to call you tomorrow. because I want you to drug text me tonight, by <laughs> okay. the way. Yeah, like, oh, like just do, though. <laughs> you don't want those. No, like, I love drug oh. texting. I think I drug texted uh, your producer, Ryan. I was like, why can't you just be gay? Hmm. Well, I said that to him in the market, literally, well, we're, I'm like, I said, you're so gay. Is that when he was buying his little nasal herbal spray? He's talking about waking up at five in the morning to do some smoking of meat with his boyfriend, Will. And I was like, you were just, why don't you just be gay? You know, Will has a big presence on his Instagram stories. I know. Like, so his fiance, don't know what she looks like. She likes his meat. Yep. Or, you know, <laughs> he likes that's her. A lean, that's some lean meat. meat, though. Yeah, it it's is. Like, it's yeah. like 2% fat. We need a little bit more meat. Uh, the show is brought to you by Straw Hut Media. You can watch and or listen to every one of our over 200 episodes at ontherocksradioshow.com. New episodes every Thursday. Hello to our listeners around the nation on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Roku, Pandora's podcast section. Watch us on YouTube and on the Facebook pages of Trending Now app, GED Magazine, and I Love Gay LGBT, and of course, 
on the Rocks Radio Show Facebook page. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast player. I will come beat you up. Like us on Twitter and Instagram at On The Rocks On Air. Send me an email. Book me for a wedding, funeral, quinceanera, bris. I don't care. I will show up. I will host whatever you need me to. Info at OnTheRocksRadioShow.com. Send me your questions, your comments, and your newt. Uh, you wanna... sure don't do cocaine? <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> I gotta... Can you imagine if I did? Uh, uh, no. <sighs> I'd be a lot thinner, I'll tell you that much. Uh, I am your MC for Cathedral City LGBT Day's second annual block party extravaganza, Friday, March 27th and Saturday, March 28th, uh, with a roster of amazing performances, including Christine W., Keisha D., Go to theroostcc.com for more info. It's free, and you get me. All right, let's get the show on the road. <laughs> the lady of the hour, I cannot tell you what a fan I am. Um, from day one, you know how you just you just know that you know? Um, I tried to stalk her for years, um, and we finally got her in. Our guest, Brandi Glanfell, she is a renaissance woman, reality TV star, two-time New York uh, Times bestselling author, former model, fashion designer, single mother, blogger, and podcaster. Starting her modeling career at age 16, she worked with such names as Gucci, Chanel, Armani, and she appeared in Cosmopolitan, Glamour, U.S. Weekly, Life and Style, just to name a very few. She made her television premiere after a very popular Public scandal on season two of Bravo TV's The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and stuck around with her no-holds-barred look at life and refusal to apologize for herself. And she quickly became a fan favorite and a fan-hated favorite, too, <laughs> at the same time. She has also appeared on 90210, The Hungover Games, Sharknado, of course. Woo! We love Sharknado. Um, and also Celebrity Apprentice for Donald Trump's final season with fellow cast members Vivica Fox, Geraldo Rivera, uh, Kenya Moore, and Kevin Jonas. What? Just the name of you. Can you Had I known that? that he was going to go back into the Jonas Brothers, it would have been a lot nicer to him. <laughs> we are going to hear stories like that and more. <laughs> but Brandy uh, raised $80,000 for a charity close to her heart, Make-A-Wish Foundation. Of course, we know she joined the cast of Celebrity Big Brother in the UK and the US. Um, yeah. And we got to see her cooking skills on My Kitchen Rules. Interesting. I've just done everything. You Like, literally everything. Uh, she also co-hosted the Academy Awards uh, for ABC's On the Red Carpet. Uh, she hit the New York Times bestseller list with both her books, Drinking and Tweeting and Drinking and Dating. There's a theme here. <laughs> I wonder what it is. Ah, Drinking and Tweeting is now available as an audiobook, and you can hear it from her own voice. Um, I listened this last week. Gets a little emotional. It's very, very, uh, it's very there. And you can get into bed with Brandy Ooh. on her YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's true. Sexy lingerie. I tried to order it. They don't make it in my size. Uh, you can catch her on her podcast, Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. Uh, unfiltered. Unfiltered. Did you Is that know a that? word? I like I it. Just made it. It's uh, just like Alaska's a country. Unfiltered oh, yeah. is a word. <laughs> Girl. You guys, I'm so bad. <laughs> We're not going to get into that. We're going to save you here. <laughs> on her podcast, uh, she provides uncensored access to celebrities and dishes about pop culture, fashion, and celebrity gossip. We love her, the lady of the hour, Brandy Glanville. I, thank you. I, I don't feel like I have anything to say at this point. You just read me my whole life. No, because we have seen interview after interview, and I want to talk about Brandy Glanville, the person, raised in Sacramento, middle child, your dad sold pot, you had a gay neighbor, you fought with bullies. It sounds like an HBO show, but I want to know, like, what kind of kid were you? Who did you hang out with? Were you in any, like, gangs? Group? Uh, well, I was. Actually, I'm like drama club, and you're like, gang. <laughs> um, no, so I grew up in a very um, poor neighborhood. People call it the ghetto, the hood. So my dad was a pot dealer at the time. That's that's the drug part. So yeah. now that it's legal, it's he's way okay with me talking about it because <laughs> we had to stop talking for a year when I wrote it in my book. Um, but a middle child, yes. My parents work very hard. They're still together. 
We um, had a lot of gang activity, actually. So we had the Bloods and the Crips. We, it was, in Sacramento? Yes. I thought it was just an L.A. Girl, thing. Girl, are you... Are you Okay. Well, there's nothing else to do in do Sacramento. Do you know East Coast, West Coast? Okay, girl. We're I don't gonna... even know that Alaska is part of the United oh, States my, of America. You did, you did not know that, which is just, it's shocking. <laughs> I was just so, trying to make you feel back at home on Celebrity Apprentice. No, I love you. I think it's great. My geography is not that great. I do know that one <laughs> little bit, though. Um, I've no. never been so embarrassed in my life. No, oh, okay. God. Who cares? Um, yeah, I, you know, middle child, so I had to kind of fight my way for attention from my parents because my sister was the eldest and the best and the the greatest. And then my brother was the baby and the only boy. And then I was the one that was causing all the problems, apparently. (laughs) Everything that happened in my family got blamed on me. Oh, really? Check under Brandy's bed. You're missing a tool guy, my dad? Check under Brandy's bed. I don't steal my dad's tools. But yeah, it was. um, I was definitely in trouble quite a bit. I stole some Oxy-10 from Jumbo Supermarket in seventh grade, and I got caught. Okay. Uh-huh. And <laughs> I got put in a police car, and I- How old were you? Seventh grade, what was 12, right? But so I stole change young. from my dad's money like thing that we're not, because we were not allowed to have sugar. I went to Jumbo to buy Captain Crunch with berries. Oh. Yeah, of course, does mm-hmm. the yeah. best. And even though I had the money for it, I wanted to steal Oxy-10 because I had a zit. And so, is that yeah. what it was back like when it was the pads? No, this was like the like the tinted cream, which they don't make anymore, and I loved it. Oh, I remember they that from high it. school because right. the boys didn't know how to do it, and we all looked like freaks thinking yeah. that we were hiding. It's like, like just such a zit, right? You know, free, fly, free fly, the free. zit, free the zit. But did you have a sense of humor? You have a very unique sense of humor. It's not like you're telling jokes. It's not like you're the one liner. Your sense of humor is is just there, and it's very biting, um, but it's hilarious. <laughs> Um, were you ever like the class clown? Did you ever do like funny parts in school plays? I did. I played Joseph in our first school play because I just wanted to be in the play and there was no other parts available for a girl because Mary was some dumb And Mary's lady. always the boring one. It's I like, know. She got knocked up by who? At right, exactly. Uh, like, that's okay, the Mary. Role you okay, Mary. I want to play Mary. Come on, Mary. Yeah. Tell jo- the truth. And Joseph's like, I don't know. I don't, I'll just, I'll take it. <laughs> Joseph was a stand-up guy to like take some, some yeah. lady's baby that he didn't know. And and then he kind of just disappears from the Bible. It's yeah. like, what happened to Joseph? I want that movie. Yeah. Like that Lifetime movie, I want. Luckily for you, my ex-husband did that movie. It was called Joseph, King of Kings. And it was on NBC. Oh, and it was a miniseries. Right. <laughs> so I will get that for you. He wore a bob and eyeliner. It was like one of the best times of my life. Oh, he's trying to reclaim something. So, but you remember that vividly being in the play. Did oh, yeah, because I just, everyone's like, uh, isn't that a chick? And I was just like, I'm up here and I could stand up here the whole damn time. I had to wear a beard, but I just wanted the spotlight. Well, not <laughs> the I first person to have a beard. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Oh, girl, welcome so, to LA. So you've always had this kind of like, who cares if I'm different? Yes. Now, do you think it was because of your family dynamic that you were like... I definitely had a very interesting family. I would not change anything, but going through it, I was like, what the hell is this? This is not normal. My dad's a drug dealer. Um, They did put me in gymnastics because they were worried that I might end up being a stripper, which I was at a strip club last night and I love strippers. So no harm there, but I didn't. Gymnasts would be the best because they could really like flex their body. Oh, no, no, no. These girls last night were doing tricks that I've never seen before. I was like, holy heck. I was impressed. But so through gymnastics, I kind of, 
I channeled my creativity and I like was helping my coaches like choreograph all of the girls like routines, the optional routines. And I would like fall on the ground dying and I would be crawling. And so everyone was always waiting for my floor routine when we would go to the meets. Like, what is this crazy Uh girl going to do this time? And it was just like a really fun way to just, I've always been very outlandish, outgoing. Mm -hmm. If you say, don't cut your hair, I'm shaving my head. You know, I'm like, you can't tell me what to do. Even if it's the right thing, I'm not going to do it because you told me and it has to be my idea. I don't know. My parents always were like, you be you. So I shaved one side of my head and I did have like a bob on the other. It was hot. Sexy. Yeah, it was hot. But you know, it's funny when certain people in entertainment do outlandish things, it's just to to do that outlandish yeah. thing. And it doesn't have the sincerity. Everything. And, you know, this is I'm, I'm garnering from uh, from watching you on TV, but it comes from a sincere place. Oh, 100 percent. I'm not an actress. So, I mean, yes, I have, the things that you mentioned I've been in, I've always played myself. <laughs> They're like, come play a, a reality housewife. I'm like, I think I can manage that. Well, and you've even said that yeah, mainstream acting you're just not good at. Have you ever thought of, like, taking acting lessons? Oh, I mean, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, you know, there's some scripted things that are on the table right now, but they're loosely scripted, which is yeah. much better for right. me. Like, here, put me in a room. Tell me what the, you want the end to be, and I'll make that happen as interestingly as possible. But, um, yeah, no, I'm not really interested in acting. If it happens, it happens. I've just always been... My mom says the worst thing and the best thing about me is I'm super honest yeah. and I, I say it. I speak mm-hmm. my truth. She's like, that's my favorite thing about you, honey. And the least, the thing I like the least. I'm like, how is that? Does that even make sense? But yeah. Well, it's funny. People love that when it's directed elsewhere, but when it's directed <laughs> here, you're like, oh, no, no, no. It's like when you date somebody, you're like, I love that they dress sexy. But then when you're with them, it's like, don't dress sexy. Right. You know what you I mean? don't want other, no, yeah. 100%. Yeah, 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 you don't yeah, want yeah. looking at them. Um, I want to talk about. There being kind of a double standard regarding bisexuality, we get turned on when a ki- when a girl kisses another girl, and I'm talking, I you know, you're going to say a kid. I'm like, what? Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> what kind of podcast is this? <laughs> oh, we just lost our sponsor, but <laughs> but when when a girl kisses another girl, it's hot, especially if it's in porn or if it's in movies. It's like, oh yeah, you know, uh, when we see people get drunk, we want to watch two girls kiss. But the minute that they're a mom, it's like bisexuality goes out the window just because you have a kid, which doesn't make sense to me. Well, sexuality in general goes out the window. Everyone's like, oh, my God, you're a mom. Like, guess what? I still need to get laid. We all do. Yeah. Everyone needs sex in their lives. Just because I'm a mom doesn't mean I'm dead. Well, and especially like like bisexuality. And again, there's this double standard that we get freaked out if a guy kisses another guy. It's like he's not macho anymore. It's less cool for the guy to do it or less cool for a parent to be bisexual. But it's still hot enough to to drool over. I don't get that double standard. I, I never have. I never will. I honestly, I feel like I've always been me. I've always, my ex-husband used to get very mad. He's like, you give off lesbian vibes everywhere we go. I'm like, I can't help it. I just, I enjoy beautiful women. I do. Yeah. I think they're, they're beautiful. There's been a few times in my life where I've had relationships with them, women, but I don't hide it. It's just, this is me. I'm a sexual being. I'm not bisexual. I'm not straight. I'm not like, I'm, I just don't like the label. I know people are like, Oh, no labels, but I'm a sexual being. So if somebody turns me on, whether it's a man or woman, not an animal or a child, then that's, that's what is drawing me in at that moment. And it's, you know, 90% of the time it's men, but there has been that 10% where it's women. Well, and sometimes there's that connection we have with somebody because of who they are. 
and the sex actually is a latter part of that attraction. It's that companionship. But shouldn't you be 100% honest about sexuality, especially we're in this age where we're talking about gender equality and we're talking about LGBT equality. And this comes in so many different shapes and sizes in terms of sexuality, <laughs> right? Yes. Now, I, I know uh, that your kids are aware of, of your feelings with women. And I think that that's so healthy because we should be teaching about sexuality from such a young age because you learn about sexuality, you also learn about the health and sexuality right. part of it, which, you know, uh, my uh, sex ed growing up was Catholic school teacher oh, yeah. showing us the male and female pieces of a puzzle and was showing how the two males didn't fit. <laughs> I have learned if you turn the pieces, they <laughs> fit. Yes. yes. Can't walk the next day, but but they still fit. <laughs> but your kids are very supportive of, of you being 100% True. Yeah, you have to understand my kids are growing up in a different time. You yeah, know, they yeah, have best friends true. at school that are gay. They're openly gay. Yeah. They're celebrated. They have transgender friends that are at their school and celebrated. So they don't understand the stigma around this that you – I'm older than you, but that we grew up with where we – was. We had to be ashamed. Yeah. We were put in this place like, don't talk about it. it. I'm embarrassed about it. It's shameful. My kids don't. They've never lived that life. And I, I thank God every day, but they, and when I tell them how it was when we were growing up yeah. and how we had moved our gay neighbor into our house because he wasn't allowed to be gay. And my mom, I say like, she collected all our gay neighbors. Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, there's not enough room for me now, but <laughs> you know, but I feel like it's w luckily for my children, it's 90% better than it used to be. Do we still have things to work on? Absolutely. Yeah. But I can have conversations with them. They're like, just find a girl or a guy and like get married. I'm like, that's not happening. I'm not getting married again. But yeah, you have very publicly said you will not get married. No. Mm -mm. You don't think. Nope. Maybe after the kids are gone. No, my Uber driver did tell me last night that I was the girl <laughs> You were dating your Uber driver. No, like, and that he had chlamydia a while back. And what? that your Uber driver? We had a, I had a One very star. strange Uber driving situation the past two days. One guy thought I might be a hooker and was letting me know that he was a pimp. That was fun. And then the second guy last night has been saving himself since he had chlamydia to have sex again and was maybe thinking I was the one for him. Nothing says like, sexy like maybe chlamydia. <laughs> I was like, huh. <laughs> All right. Well, great. And no. Like, I thought he was going to kidnap me. So I have an Uber driver story where we started making out while he was driving. Yeah. And then we went to his place, whatever. And I thought for sure. And while was, he was driving, how did he drive? No, he was driving because I was, I was tipsy. And I was like, ah. And then so pulled over. He's like, why don't you just come home? And I was like, okay. And it was a long drive because um, I had to go from L.A. to Orange County. Long, hard drive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he happened to be in Orange County, whatever. So I went to his place, whatever. And then I thought, well, the next morning, you know, he should not Give you a free, me. Yeah, yeah, free Uber ride. I checked that bitch. Three stars. Oh, my god! Three stars from me. Oh, what I do is, yes. I'm like, oh, that's saying something right there, Baba. Oh, no that's kidding. I wanted cool. to send a message, but you had to send a message through Uber because I didn't have his number. Right. And that's... I don't want like some Uber operator to go. <laughs> 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 oh. um, I want to talk about becoming a model at age 16. To me, that's very young. But to the modeling world, especially in that generation, that was a pretty average time yeah. um, to get into it. Um, and you were involved with some pretty big campaigns. What was your personal experience with the modeling world? What positive elements do you still carry to this day? What negative elements do you still carry to this day? You know, for me, I I grew up, like I said, hadn't been on a plane, very poor, Sacramento. Yeah. So when someone was like, you want to go to Paris? Yeah. I was like, 
where do I sign? I'm ready. I want out of this family. (laughs) I want out of the craziness. And once I got out, like that is my, I feel like my six years in Europe and living abroad really kind of framed who I am. Yeah. And and obviously my childhood, but it was the most amazing time. You really learn how to deal with rejection. Mm-hmm. It's not like everyone, it's not so glamorous when you go and someone's like, well, her left eye is there and she's crooked or you're too curvy for this. Or, it's like you're one pound overweight. One yeah. pound? No, it's it's insane how hard it is on you, but I really feel like it helped me in life. So yeah, rejection is part of life. We all need to learn that. And I feel like just traveling abroad, I can speak a few languages, not fluently, but yeah. I can say all of the bad words in all of the languages. <laughs> um, that's the first thing I learned. I want to hear the French translation of uh, drinking and tweeting. Like, that's what oh, I, I want. I don't, know, I don't think I do. <laughs> drinking and tweeting. Just go, oh, <laughs> over and over. Oh, ho, ho. <laughs> so, so you know what I mean. Okay, that sounded like a French Santa Claus, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, you're like, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> uh-huh. um, yeah, no, so it was amazing. I wasn't, I never really understood fashion because we didn't have the money for it. I like, I, I, the first time I was able to pick my own clothes, my mom always like pick what you want, but it was like yeah. whatever my sister handed down to right, me. Right, right. So I was like, I don't want to wear that brown bathing suit that she had on last summer. But, you know, it was like that. But my mom said, oh, you can make a t shirt, put whatever, whatever you want on it. And I was such a huge Madonna fan. I put like a virgin. So there's like 12 year old running around like a t shirt that says like a virgin. I'm like, mom, maybe not the best choice. Like, what <laughs> were you she wanted you to be you. Um, but I think travel, especially to Europe, should be mandatory. Yes. Uh, Funded by the state, by the way, Absolutely. or whatever. Because you do learn outside your box. And as you have seen in this entertainment world, there's so many different types of people that you're going to run into. You're going to have to be prepared culturally. Culturally, yeah. I mean, there's there's zero crowd. culture in LA. I mean, yeah. like almost next to maybe a little bit in Venice, but no, there's very little. And I feel like I got, you know, I was engulfed in all these different cultures and the way they, I love Spain because we took a siesta right after we ate in the middle of the day. I was like, this is where I need to live. And then you eat dinner at like nine yeah. and then you go party like at two. Yeah, and Not it, this 11 p.m. at a club. Ah, No, and you eat in Italy, you eat your salad last. You eat your what? Your salad. <laughs> Girl, I was having pasta for breakfast, lunch and dinner and wine. So wine good. for wine. breakfast. Never looked at weirdly in no. Italy. I could live there forever. Yeah, I love Italy is my favorite by far. Well, I loved the, it. the men are sexy. The men, the, the clothes, the cars, the food. It's amazing. And even from like, if you go to one of the, the small towns in Italy, even like the townspeople are as equally as engaging and exciting as like the people in, in Venice. But when they say the men are all flirting, Yes. At all times. Yeah. And everybody could be a model. The guy that sold gelato on the street was one of the most gorgeous men I've ever seen. Yeah. And they hiss at you when you walk on the street. Yeah. Yeah. It's annoying. Did that happen to you? Uh, They asked me to leave, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Brandy, you have been interviewed by every major outlet. Watch What Happens Live. We know many, many times. Other podcasts on TMZ. Even holding your own on Larry King, which was a very interesting uh, interview to watch because I saw how he started. And then I saw him totally relax, which you really do have that effect. I have to tell you, the first time I met you, I, I told Ryan, I was so nervous because I've been such a super fan. Um, and then two minutes in the room with you, you're still everything we love about Brandy Glanville, but it's so comfortable and it kind of just makes you breathe and enjoy the time with you rather than, you know, here's this persona that I, I want to be funny with or I want to impress or I want to drink with or I want her to use the F word. Like, all of that just put aside, and it's such a natural, good time while Thank you're you. still your persona. 
But well, you can't teach somebody how to do it. No, you can't. And I think that a lot of people, they I say they self-produce. Yes. And I feel like they, you know, they bring like uh, 20 people with them so that they feel self-important. And you're just like, oh, my gosh. And they're believing their own lies. I had this conversation last night. Like people believe their own hype. And yeah. they I say they're drinking the Kool-Aid. Like I was waiting to feel that way. I'm like, woo, I'm going to be on TV. I get to feel like I'm famous. And all of a sudden my dog sh- sh- shites. And I, that was good. I'm trying not to cuss for you. Oh, you can. I know. I'm trying not to. But um, I love it went from shit to shite. Shites. <laughs> what are you, Scottish? <laughs> German. <laughs> you're German. You're French. You're Scottish. Yes. Shite. Is that even Scottish or is that no, Irish? It's German. What are you talking about? It's Alaskan. <laughs> wow. Wow. No. Wow. But, no. You know what I mean? I feel like when you try to be someone you're not is when you see right through it. Yeah. And there was a point where I was like, I was hoping and waiting for like that fairy, the fame fairy to be like, and my life is magical and fabulous. And it never happened. And and I'm happy about it. Honestly, like I, when I see people acting poorly or acting like they're so much better than everyone else, I feel sorry for them. You're very honest about this journey. And I think a lot of people get on Bravo TV and they think, this is it. I don't have to try anymore. I don't have to do anymore. I'm going to be famous. We know that there are uh, are successful Bravo liberties that work as hard as they do on the show. They work on their businesses. Yes. They work on their marketing plan. They work on themselves. And that's what I think makes the difference between uh, a longstanding Bravo liberty, somebody that's here today and gone tomorrow. We have the opportunity, and you know, I'm a huge Bravo TV fan. We have an opportunity to introduce or uh, interview a lot of them on the show. You see, like I can see right through the chemistry. I can see right through it, how they act in the green room. Um, It's very interesting. Uh, But with all of these interviews, do you ever get to the point and you're like, do we have to talk about reality TV? Uh, And also you told Larry King, one thing you would want interviews to just stop doing is talking about your divorce. So we aren't at, at all. Oh. But do you ever want to just be like, I don't want to talk about reality TV. I don't want to talk about Housewives. I want to talk about who I am, what it means to be a mom, my own projects. Do you ever get to that point? You know what? I, I don't. I just, I feel blessed to be in the space that I'm in. I do an- get annoyed about the Eddie and Leanne questions. Yeah. But I realized a while back that I'm going to get those for the rest of my life. And I I can do every reality show under the sun. Yeah. And the only one that anyone's ever going to want to talk about is Real Housewives. And I get it. It's it's a pop culture thing. I feel I feel blessed to even be in these interviews. I Like, it's it's amazing. So I, you know, I don't care. I, I. I'm speaking about what people want to hear about. I don't think people want to hear about my dog having an like an allergy to animal protein and having diarrhea a lot. Like that's not fun. It's not fun for me. Well, I mean, it's not <laughs> the most fun thing I've heard today. It's not fun for Ryan. <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, like what? <laughs> what would you like? Like I'm really upset that I bought the wrong size garbage bags. It pisses me off because garbage bags are expensive and they don't fit my garbage can. Like what else do you want to talk? I told Ryan today. You know who I'm really over? The fucking girl. The fucking Girl Scouts. I bought all of my cookies already. I bought I've been a ton. four times today. CVS. Yes. I just went to Vons. Uh, Panda Express. They're it's like, a little aggressive this year. Yes, they are. Because now you can buy them online. Oh. And I guess the prizes for Girl Scouts, now you can win like Space Camp Week. What? You can win a trip to Europe. Space? Well, just, oh, oh yeah. it's like, people are going to space? Like, I'm hungover today. Um, I know we go to space. I didn't, I know Girl Scouts. <laughs> they're sending Girl Scouts out but there. They, no, they're they, going to try selling them on the moon. Thin mints? She Literally, chased they're going to bust the She me through the parking <laughs> yeah. lot. And I'm like, I just bought cookies for the Samoans. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> 
Alaska. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> the the yes. one my kids like. And the Thin Mints. I got, the I got like those are the six boxes th- of each. But let's be honest. Those are the only two cookies that really yeah. matter. The other ones That's are true. crap. If you oh, buy what? those, what? So I want you to put the Thin Mints in a freezer. I did. That's how I did. Do you know how to make a Thin Mint martini? No. It's vodka. It's disarono, And then you crumble the Thin Mints. And then you put a frozen Thin Mint on there and some chocolate syrup. It is so good. So does it look like a cup of shit? <laughs> it does not It does not look appealing. <laughs> You can call it your dog allergy cocktail if, if you'd like. Disgusting, it's so good. Yeah. It's for, you know. I'm a, I'm a visual person. I couldn't drink yeah. it. <laughs> We're going to blindfold you and all that. But what I love is that you do love reality TV. Um, you get yeah. excited about it. You follow the stories. Um, do you remember getting the first call from Bravo? I do. I remember doing all of these interviews with them and then not hearing from them for I, like six months. I've heard that they do that. Yeah. Because I mean, and all of a sudden I, I'm in that six months, I broke my leg. I was like, I didn't like, tell them. They're like, that's sexy. No, I didn't tell them. Oh, they called me like, hey, God. do you want to come to a party? I'm like, um, yes. <laughs> and then I just put on a hill, got my crutches and I hobbled on in. But it was, yeah, I mean, it was very surreal. And I didn't. Oh, I remember that was yeah. the party, the party where some the people party. got in trouble at that party. Yes. Mm. Yes, right. I don't remember. <laughs> but I remember this vividly because you walked in. I'm like, she is sexy, even with that thing. And the other girls were like, oh, oh, oh. Because like they, you were they like, didn't... own in the room. It's like, I will knock you with this leg, bitch. They're like, oh, we don't like her, but she's crippled. So what are you supposed to be nicer? <laughs> I'm like, oh. Maybe so... that's what you should. If you get into like like a, like a weird environment, just wear a patch or something. Right, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, I or like an, an arm sling. Yeah. <laughs> I went to a comedy show last night and there was a man that was suffering from MS mm. and he was hilarious and saying the worst possible things about human they beings. Get away with it. And no, but I I still felt bad for him. And the other comedian was attacking him. And I'm like, don't do it, don't do it. Even though he was saying horrible things. I don't think that they like certain people necessarily want our pity. Like I think that's why he was up there saying, Don't feel sorry for me. I'm yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. In fact, it's like empowering. It's like I have MS and I'm still on stage right. doing this. And somebody else watching who might have MS or anything else, um, you know. I personally would like you guys to feel sorry for me when I'm hurt. So that's all. Girl, you can handle <laughs> it. Um, did you start watching the show right when it when it aired? Or were you like, oh, I, I don't need to watch the show? Or Oh, no, I had to watch. Plus, you have to blog about it. and Oh, that's right. You you have no choice. You get it a few days early. I was going to say that they, yeah. they used to do it like a couple of weeks early. Now it's just a few days. No, right? it's, it's usually the Friday before and it comes out on Tuesday. So you have the weekend to take a lot of Xanax and drink. Because you know you're, the, the public and the world out there is going to hate your yeah. guts on Tuesday. Now, I want to know because I love the behind the scenes. I, I could, like, you say, nobody cares what kind of bags I buy. I'd be like, what kind of bags did you buy during film? Like, I love details because then I really envision the whole yeah, scene. Yeah. Um, did you get the urge to text some of the people between the Friday and by the time it aired? Like, what the hell? Especially when you would find out somebody was talking behind your back. I would literally drive to their house with a bottle, with an Uber, by the way. Um, <laughs> Not that one. D- don't want to get in trouble, because I think you and I were in the same jail. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, it actually was a fun time. Shout out. It was Woo. bad. It was clean. Um, but I would I would not be able to just put that aside and let it simmer until the show came out. I would say, why did you say this? I would want a full powwow off so, camera. Yeah. So here's the thing. So when you're in, you, you film your season, you're over these girls. Yeah. So when season's over, you're like, bye, bitch. Yeah. I'll see you at the reunion. We all need a break from each other yeah. because there is a lot of drama and it is taxing. These, this is like, you don't get to like, 
it's not about gossiping behind someone's back. You come in, you say it to their face and it's like, boom. I feel like that's what Housewives brings a little bit. Like I see these girls at a normal dinner with no camera Mm -hmm. and they're talking about so-and-so who just went to the bathroom. That will never come to light or surface. With Housewives, you'd have to be like, I think you look like crap tonight. And I just want to tell you, you look like a hooker. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it kind of, it makes you like, uh, what's the word? Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> it makes you, it, you have to deal with things right now, right here. And then we take a break, wait till the reunion comes out because we all get pissed all over again. Yeah. And then we fight for 12 hours on a couch on the reunion. So, and that's kind yeah. of what the show has become. I, you know, the show, I think the Housewives franchise started off, uh, it showed us everything. Was it fun to see that? But it also showed a lot of the positive stories. And I think the franchise itself has really gone to fight, fight, fight every episode. And it's not pretty. It's not making some But do you people... think it's the franchise or do you think that, that the new girls feel like that's what they have to do? Like they're supposed to come They want on the and start... gifts. They yeah. want the memes. They want everything made after them. And they want to be... Now we know housewives are dropping left and right. Yeah. And you have to anchor yourself at the same time as be loved by the gays. Yes. So that they retweet all your stuff. I mean... Once the gays love you as a Bravo celebrity, then then you're set. Yeah. Do you remember your first full day of filming? Did you like super clean the house? Did you get a makeover before? Was it totally in your mind like they're going to be in my house? They're going to like hide the sex toys, hide, you know, uh, my stinky socks. Like, nope. <laughs> I was like, you want to see my reality? I sit on the floor and get ready next with all my makeup on the ground. And this is my reality. I didn't want to pretend to be someone I wasn't because I'm not that girl. I never called in glam. Yeah, for a party, maybe if my friend was yeah. over, he would do my hair. But never, I wasn't, I feel like that's Erica Jane. That's mm-hmm. her shtick. That's what she does. That's who she is. Yeah. Then I feel like all of the girls thought that that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. So they all kind of copied her. And what I like is when they bring on characters that are original. Like I do like Emily from Orange County because she has a, a story to tell and it's not the same story and she's not the one throwing wine and screaming, but she is interesting to me. She's every person to me. And like we have insecurities about our body. Yep. We, we feel bad when our friends stop paying attention to us. We have relationship problems. We're strong in one aspect, not the other. She is so yeah. likable because it's like, I'm I'm her. She's showing her struggles. Yeah. I mean, she's being yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, his parents help us. They give us all the money. I just like her honesty and how she's like putting it all out there. And she's not turning into what everyone thinks they're supposed to be. Yeah. That's the problem I have with a lot of these new people. It's like, no, they hired you because they liked who you are. So don't turn into Tamara Barney because you think that's what you're supposed to be. Do you know what I'm saying? I just I don't think. I, I just like originality, and I think that the housewives themselves are the ones that are causing the problem, not the franchise. Interesting. Because people come on, and they think that that's what they're supposed to do. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we have more with Brandy Glanville. We're going to take <laughs> our infamous, horrible selfie, because I'm terrible at taking selfies. Me but too. Uh, oh, I'm horrible. Uh, but check out the selfie uh, on Instagram, at On The Rocks On Air. Okay, let's do it. We're going to take right. a quick break. That was fresh. We're pretty already. <laughs> oh. oh, you know what that means. So we have rapid fire. Rapid fire. Uh, worst date. I thought you said rabbit fire. I'm like, yep. is that something new I don't know about? Rabbits. Okay, worst date. Um, that's not like a rapid, like Yes, like it is. It's word. like somebody threw up on me. Um, a guy freaked out because a couple next to me were two gay men and they kissed and I had to leave him in an Uber. Oh my God, I'd be taking the strangest places you've had relations. Library. Strangest thing a one night stand has done at your house? 
poop. <laughs> oh my god! Strangest thing you've done at a one night stand? I don't think I don't sleep over. Um, I did have to you know put some toys up someone's butt a few times. Yeah. Oh, okay. One thing you did on camera that you would take back? Um, everything. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> no. 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 Um, maybe one of the most drunken times. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, would you return to Housewives? Yes. Uh, you are Andy Cohen for a day. You can fire two housewives. Which ones are they? Well, they just franchise. got fired. <laughs> okay. Uh, you are given a million dollars to open up a business. What business is it? I would love to have a restaurant. I know that sounds. Uh, I know no, there's no that. money in it, but I yeah. I love food. I love being social. I just think yeah. it would be amazing. Oh, I would love to see that. So would Lisa Vanderpump. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> she really would. Uh, celebrity crush. Oh, Peter O'Leary. I think. I don't listen. I just found out myself, but also Lenny Kravitz. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. I have stories <laughs> yeah. with him. So Courtney Love, I hung out with her for two years straight, even though she doesn't remember that. And you don't do coke. <laughs> I, I have a lot of stories there. She lived uh, the floor below Lenny Kravitz. Uh, anyway, he is one of the sexiest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. All do right. you see the size of that thing in his pics? I met him at Malibu. At the oh. uh, what do you call it? I cannot think today. Uh, Nobu. We had a little combo. Oh, I love Nobu and Malibu. The one on La Cienega? Not so much. I'm, all, I'm yeah. there with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Overrated. I did meet Madonna at that well, one. I'll go. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Did you go home with her? Uh, no, I went up to her because I'm an asshole. And I was like, oh, yeah. You're totally yeah. her type, by the way. Uh, not that night. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was my birthday. I was wasted. I was like, oh, I'll just go say hi. Love her. Yeah. yeah okay. All right. All right. All right. Um... Relationship with fans. We know Bravo TV fans can be very supportive and loving, but at the same time, they can turn on you in an instant, become overly vicious. Um, do you get close to your fans? I know you're very interactive with your fans and that you appreciate them, but you do like some of the meet and greets and things like that. How much is too close? Um, you know, honestly, I have two of my girlfriends that I met on Twitter and they're my closest friends to this day. Yeah, and they helped me with my social media, so it's kind of yeah. crazy. And it was like all when the like the house was going on, and they were like they just had my back. But that's so weird to filter I that because sometimes they can get to be really. It's crazy. been ten years. I'm still friends with them, Tish and Jez. Hi, girls. That's a great story. I know. I'm like, I just, I, I don't know. I, we had a lot of things in common, and this is when Twitter was just starting, so it hadn't it gotten. Now thing. they've had to block, they've had to lock their accounts, their private. Yeah. I'm like, girls, don't even try to get in fights for me anymore. It's good. We're, I'm never gonna win. You like, Twitter is the breeding ground for hate. Well, and I know that you do mute a lot of the negativity on Instagram and Twitter. Um, you also, like you said, have a team that scours it out. But has a negative comment ever made you think about something and turn it to a positive? Um, you know what I feel? I feel empathy for the people making those comments. I feel sorry for, for bad people. Yeah. Because like, imagine how horrible their life is that they have to be on the computer writing to a complete stranger that, you know, stop. This one person said, stop messing with your face and doing fillers. I haven't had fillers in two years, but when I do, I'll let you fucking, I'll let you effing know. It's just like, why do you think you're allowed you to have, that, you can right, you're that. not allowed to have an, I mean, you can have an opinion on my looks, but don't. Tell me to stop doing something or don't I don't put that on me. It annoys me. So I'm like, I love you, but you need to stop doing this. No, that's a backhanded compliment. I love you, yeah. but block I just blocked your ass. Number one, who asked you? Number two, right. commenting on somebody's looks, 
Um, even when people make fun of Trump and his looks, that's the cheapest, easiest horrible. thing to attack somebody on. It's so stupid. Um, it's not smart. It's it's, it's not it's smart. It's mean. It's like you you need to attack character, not looks. Yes. Even though he is an orange <laughs> oompa loompa that is ruining our <laughs> world. Um, how do you think you've changed the most since your very first day of filming Housewives? I have to wear makeup a lot more than I used to because people <laughs> want selfies when I'm out. So I can't just like be a schlepper anymore, even though I do have workout pants on today because my jeans don't fit right now. Okay. But Your workout, you and workout pants is better than everybody in their Chanel. Okay. Thank you, girl. Yes. Um, but, but personally, how do you think that you've changed the most? Um, I think that it was important for me to to have this journey and for me to realize that fame is fleeting and to show that to my children, that it yeah. doesn't mean anything and it can be a drug and who cares? Like, that's the biggest thing. Like, who cares if you're on, like, I just feel like it's important for people to understand. And like, there's all these people with mental health issues. They come off these shows, they want to kill themselves or yeah. they do. And yeah. it's just not that serious. Take your moment, have a great moment, and enjoy it. And when it's over, it's over. That's such a real way of looking at reality TV. Yeah, because it's going to be over for all of us. There's this thing I call the, the Bravo bubble. And in it, Bravo's sending you out, like I said, on every outlet, and you're being tweeted at and adored and whatever. Once you're out of the show, we know that the media mind is very fickle. Sometimes when they show some of the OC housewives that were on for a season, I'm like, Oh my God, I totally forgot how much I was in love with them. Yeah. Because it's like, who's next? Who's next? Who's next? The fact that you're so real about that, but you have escaped that. You have really um, made a name for yourself. Do you remember when that shift of Beverly Hills Housewives was when you came in as somebody's ex wife and then it was like, all hell broke loose. Like, yeah, but then it's like, oh, this is Brandy Glanville. And it was just on your merit, it was just on your personality. Do you remember when that shift happened? I was very used to being the woman behind the man. Yeah, my yeah, ex-husband yeah. was a very attractive actress. Actress. <laughs> wow, the and did you say he wore a wig and eyeliner? Go, go, Joe. <laughs> he did look very pretty. I will say he's a manly woman, though. Um, that said, it's I forgot what I was saying. Um, no, it was it was nice to be recognized. But I think the best part of it is what came from it is the books and like the yeah. self growth the self growth because I would have been a happy homemaker not signing anything you put in front of me like Teresa and yeah. making breakfast lunch and dinner and I wouldn't have been able to live my life because I was living my life for man mm -hmm. and this allowed me through pain and struggles and also through great triumphs and this journey it allowed me to figure out who I was and get back to the brandy that was modeling and the brandy that was yeah. doing gymnastics and the things that I love and care about, not just trying to make a man happy. Um, and you could focus on on being a great mom. I, my kids well. saved my life. Yeah. I mean, 1,000%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so important. If I didn't have them, I'd be in a straight jacket somewhere. I was raised by a single mom, and I know oh. how important that bond is and how loving that bond can be. I want to talk about your books, Drinking and Tweeting and Drinking and Dating. Did you have any idea that they were going to become bestsellers? Do you remember when you first got the news? It's like, oh, by the way, this is a New York Times bestseller. Honestly, I was I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> In the beginning, I was like, my book agent's like, I think we're going to make the list. I'm like, what list? I really like, I was like, not a reader. I it was like, I, I would read like things that were short, like in Cosmo yeah. or something. Yeah, I read yeah. every magazine, but no, I was like, what are we talking about? And then when I, I didn't realize what it was when he was like, you're number one on the New York Times bestselling list. I was like, 
cool. Do you want to go get nachos? <laughs> I really, it took me like probably five years to be like, oh my God, that's such an yeah. accomplishment. Yeah. I didn't get it in the moment. I just, but that's kind of how I live. I just live my life. And when things come upon me and I figure it out, I'm like, whoa, I remember when I was like, wow, I just never thought it was that big of a deal. And then I started writing like on Twitter, I'm like, number one, <laughs> number one. Yeah. And, like, Cause I realized what it was to be on this amazing list. So. And what I love about New York's uh, uh, bestseller list, it really shapes, it's like a flash of history as to what the culture is, is saturating from philosophy books to, to Stephen King books to, to your books. Um, I love listening to the audio books, even though I've read the books because it just adds a whole different light. I do have to say, uh, drinking and tweeting, listening to it, um, you sound more grounded, more mature, shall I say. You also get emotional, not crazy emotional, like, wah, but there's this real sincere, there's still heartbreak there over certain things. Um, what was your creative process in writing the books? Did you just sit and write? Did you plan it out? Or were you just like, eh, let me just journal? You know, I always journaled through like my divorce oh, and all that. So I had all of this material and I would, I wouldn't, I really wanted to write a cookbook when I was married, such a Holly like homemaker. Um, but I loved it, but I did journal. And then my girlfriend that I met that worked for us weekly or us weekly, I don't know what it's called. Um, we ended up collaborating on the books together. She had never written a book. I had never written a book. But we had this giant story in front of us because she's the one that called me. She's like, Brandy, he's in Malibu at the Malibu Inn with Leanne Rhymes right now. And I'm like, oh, I just got the chills. I mean, even now, because mm -hmm. you get through it. You don't get over it. And you go back in time. And that's what Ryan and, and I And you shouldn't were. get over it, by the way. Right. You can't. It, it makes you part of who you are. Yeah. It's like everything I went through as a child, all the struggles, that's – that's how I became who I am today. So I'm proud of the struggles. Was it really hard and annoying to relive it? A little bit. Emotional, yes. I I have come a long way because I yeah. don't feel that way anymore about yeah. when I was reading it. I'm like, oh, I was bitter. I was mad. Woo. But in listening to your inflections, you see that. Um, I, I don't I don't know how to describe it. It's it's such um, and you know you can listen to it chapter by chapter. Uh, it's it's like uh, it's a great addition to your podcast Thank because you. it's like I need a little brandy fix today. I need to feel empowered. Um, I, I I just love it. Um, I want to talk about doing the Academy Award co-hosting on the red carpet. Um, that's a whole different ball game, and I have to give you kudos. Um, it is probably one of the worst jobs that you think, oh, Academy Awards, and then the prep for it, the people in your ear, the actual energy of it. How did you prepare for that? And what was your overall take of that experience? I did not prepare. Um, I just was like, oh, they hired me, so they know what they're getting. <laughs> but I did have a few interviews. So they wanted yeah. to make sure I could speak and, mm -hmm. and talk to you without saying the F word. Yeah. So yeah. they had to have me back quite a few times just to talk to me. It's live, baby. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I can do it. I just really enjoy the word. Um, now it's a little harder to do it. <laughs> but, you know, I have control. Um, it was great. I just, it was surreal. I thought, again, I thought it was going to be like this moment where you see all of these super famous people and you're going to feel yeah. like you're in a fairy tale. And I was like, it is hot out here. Mm -hmm. Everybody's like, sweaty. Yeah. I'm like, I think I'm getting melasma on my forehead. <laughs> and like, it wasn't, I, I don't, I mean, I get starstruck on occasion, but I'm realizing that they're just people yeah. too. And they're just walking by and that, yeah, they have a glam team and they look amazing. But, you know, they're probably having a bad day, like, or whatever it is is on their mind about winning the Oscar or whatever. 
they're just people. And I feel like when I was there, I thought it was going to be so magical and it was so normal <laughs> and I was hot and annoyed. And it's a tough job. It's tough. It's yeah. Really, I mean, really tough. I enjoyed it. They definitely have not asked me back since, <laughs> but I did enjoy it. Well, we've had this discussion on the show because we've had some uh, Carl Schmidt who does for ABC on the red carpet and some other reporters. It has to be so PC because of the sponsors and because they cannot get in trouble. But what happened at like the Joan Rivers time when the red carpet used to be something? I haven't watched the red carpet in two years. And that used to be my favorite, favorite part because there was that fun. Right. And it was like, girl, what was she wearing? Or what, what are you or, wearing, or, girl? Or who was that? I mean, yeah. Or she'll say the yeah. name wrong. She'll have no idea who now, she's talking to. Every I question is, who are you wearing? What did it feel like to be nominated? It felt like crap. I mean, what, what are they going to say? Right. No, it's annoying. Um, I want to talk about another side we saw of you. Third place on Celebrity Apprentice. Um, I love watching Celebrity Apprentice, even when Trump did it, because you got to see celebrities in a whole different light. You got to see how dumb some celebrities are that they think Alaska's a nation. <laughs> now it's a nation. All right. <laughs> but but you also get to see celebrities come out of the element, and we see the business side of them. Lasting third place, um, and it's not about the drama. It's not about being fabulous. Um, you're kind of naked in a way without the reality persona to hunker down on. And there's really nobody around you that's on your team. Yes. Even if they're on your team, you're in a competition with your teammates. So it's hard. What set you apart to make it to third place? You know what? I I didn't think so. When my agent said, "You, you should do this. I'm like, hell no. Like, I'm not really business minded. I don't want to do that. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, sleep on it. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. I have nothing else to do right now. Um, I wanted to prove a lot of people wrong. Yeah. I think that once I got involved, I'm like, Wait, I can do everything that Lisa Gibbons is doing. And I love her. And she was such a great mentor. And, and she, she had so my back. I Alzheimer's. love yeah, she, she's, she's amazing. One of my favorite people in the whole world. And she kind of took me under her wing. And we, I'm like, you know, she's like, Brandy, you're smart. You can do this. And it was nice to have a cheerleader and a champion and to have someone that I trusted because everyone else wanted yeah. me off the show. But we wanted everyone off the show. Yeah. But we legitimately, you know, raised money. We had to reach out to people like Ian, Ian, whatever his stupid name is, Zering. When he came on, he already had it in the in the bag. Like he had already locked down $250,000 for his charity. Like somebody gave it to him to hold on to so that he could win. He had a lot to lose from that as well because he didn't have – the notoriety or the platform that the rest of you did. Let's be honest. Right. People were like, oh, Ian, it was, you know, before the reboot and all that kind of stuff. So he did have a lot to prove, I think. Please call him Ian when you meet him because he will be so mad. I love it. I did it on purpose after a while because he was very, very, um, he did, it's just, I I felt like he was a bit of a woman hater. Yeah. So that's all I'm going to say. We had Tara Reid on the show. Oh, there's our rapid fire. Brandy, I literally have pages and pages of of more stuff, but uh, I hope we can do part two. Oh, yeah. Like, are, are we doing, are we killing rabbits again? Yeah, no. What is happening? We're going to do rapid Boy fire. The uh, we're we're going to do rapid fire to end the show, but uh, just real fast, I want to talk about Unfiltered, which is your podcast. It's a little bit of everything. It's celebrities that we love. It's friends that we've never heard of. Yes. Um, and it's talking about literally everything in such a real way. You talk about the good times, you talk about the bad times, you talk about your beauty regimen, you talk about what's worked, what hasn't worked. Now everybody seems to have a podcast. Even people who shouldn't have a podcast have a podcast. It's like code for I'm unemployed. When someone says I have a podcast, I'm like... No, but how long have, how long have you had a podcast? Well, see, that's the key, and I think it's it's. And so I want to talk to you about this. It's kind of diminishing yes. the voice of podcasts because it's like, oh, it, it's like, oh, I have a music video. Well, now we have music videos being shot on iPhones. How do you keep your voice 
louder and more prominent in this whole sea of good podcast and crappy podcast. I don't know that you can. Yeah. I think it's it comes down to fan support at that point. I mean, I... I am not someone that would listen to a true crime podcast because mm -hmm. that is not something I, cause I will have nightmares and think someone's going to murder me in my sleep. I can't do it. But you know, I think if you like pop culture, you're going to, they like you, they like me mm -hmm. that it's all about the fan support. Otherwise we would be screwed. Yeah. The people that sit in their couch and have a podcast cause they bought the equipment. I do feel some sort of way. I'm still trying to figure out what it is because everyone has the right to do it. So I'm, I don't want to take that away from anyone, but I do feel like now when someone's like, oh, yeah, I have a podcast or YouTube channel. And I feel like when I say it, it's diminishing what like where how hard we have worked to get to this point. And that's so I, I know exactly because it's changed. And even the last year when I would say, oh, I have a podcast. It's on iHeartRadio. They're like, oh, now it's like I have a podcast because oh. right, I think I'm doing it in my mom's basement. Right. and There's like 40 cats around me. That's a lot of work. It's hard work. And. People, you know, I it's hard because I like again, we can't say people can't do it. Yeah. But I think you can tell when it's quality, like obviously this one and mine. Um and you know, and at but some it's point it's gonna phase out. I mean, it, yeah. let's be clear, it's going to everyone there's gonna be a new way to get your voice out there and we'll be the first ones on it. We'll do it for eight years and then everyone will copy us. Yeah. <laughs> Just like last time. But, but I'm glad you put that button on that that it is hard work. And I think that's what you can tell when you listen to a produced podcast rather than somebody like hey um i watched this movie <laughs> last night yeah i do that sometimes <laughs> yeah but when you do it it's entertaining it's like okay okay so we're going to do some rapid fire to uh to end up the show uh would you let your kids do reality tv if they wanted to beauty procedure you have done that you will never do again vaginal rejuvenation I, worst fashion trend you fell victim to uh all of them really <laughs> uh worst way you've broken up with someone Ooh, I left in I left Boa in an Uber in the middle of dinner because what I told you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was a breakup. That's pretty good. Yeah. Strangest red flag you have in terms of dating. Um, if anyone has stitching on their pants that's like their like true religion stitching, yeah. I'm out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mine's like it. a heavy breather. Oh, I don't like that either. No, I can't. Oh god. And I can't. if you have a weird voice, I'm out. I guess we're not. I guess we're not dating. <laughs> no, I love your voice. I'm saying like I'm a voice. I have to hear the person, and it has to match what I think they look like. Otherwise, oh, yeah, no manginas for me. Uh, you can have lunch with Donald Trump and tell him, or ask him anything. Uh, what would it be? Can you please quit? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, you have done a lot for Make a Wish Foundation. What would your wish be? My wish would be for Alaska to be a free country. <laughs> Fetish or biggest turn on? Uh, um, good kiss. I like. I just love a good kisser. Yes. If you're a good kisser, you're good at everything. Why have you people forgotten how to kiss? Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that is my uh, last question. Is what do guys need to do better in the bedroom? What do girls need to do in the bedroom? I think kissing is so important. Yeah. A good makeout sesh is awesome. I could make out for two hours, and then you finally get to the sex. You're like, Meh. okay. You need build up. Yeah. Uh, Brandy, what is your website? Brandyglanville.com. Brandy I almost forgot. I was like, oh, you put me on the spot. Um, Go get the audiobook. And I'm at Brandy Glanville on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And I only do my own Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter about 40% of the time. So if you don't like it, I don't care. And I have to tell you, brandyglanville.com is such a great website because it's literally everything. And it's touched a button. It's sleek. Um, it's your podcast. It's it's news, things that you're that you're reposting. Also, you can get 
If you just need a glass of wine, <laughs> you can get a glass of wine. The best glass. The best glass. Um, I'm, I'm going to buy one. And yeah. We're, we're, we're going to share one. You okay. guys, coming up on On the Rocks, we have uh, our On the Rocks favorite, Sons of Anarchy and NCIS LA star Kurt Yeager's coming back. From Netflix's Narcos Mexico, we have Alberto Zeni. And then we have Bravo TV and LA Weekly reporter Paul Zahn is coming back. It's a grab bag of fun. Every Thursday, new episodes. Give us a like, a subscribe, and share. On the RocksRadioShow.com. See you next week. Woo, bye. This has been another episode of On the Rocks. Tweet me and slide into my DMs on Twitter and Instagram at On the Rocks On Air. Find everything On the Rocks for free at OnTheRocksRadioShow.com. Subscribe, like, review, and share. Until next week, stay fabulous. Thanks for listening to Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. Download new episodes every week, and if you haven't already, subscribe. And be sure to leave us a rating and review. And while you're at it, check out some of the other great shows available on Straw Hut Media. 